Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Live to tape. Welcome to Millennial Season 3, Episode 6. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. Well, everybody's back this week. Isn't that wonderful? Yay! To start Aww. off this we didn't get... month of love. <laughs> Andrew didn't dismiss us all from the show after deciding <laughs> he's sick of hearing our voices. It is Monday. We're recording the day after the Super Bowl. Laura's team was in the game, and we all thought they were going to win. We did. Yeah. What were you doing um, I for mean, the big game, Laura? What did I do? Yeah. I sat at home on my computer and streamed it. Oh. What do you think I did? I'm a millennial. <laughs> I didn't go out. <laughs> I didn't socialize with people. I drank alone. Are you a football fan? No, not at all. The only reason that I even remotely cared about this game was because the Atlanta Falcons were in it. Uh, I didn't turn it on until the halftime show because I really needed to see Gaga. And then I watched for the last couple quarters and I was pretty disappointed because going into it, I kept checking Google for the results and I was like, oh, fuck, we're at 21-3. We got this shit. Yeah. And somehow the Patriots managed to score like 25 points in like the last 18 minutes or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, it was a pretty impressive turnaround. I mean, everybody thought they were going to win because of that big lead that they had. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think during the halftime or right right before halftime or right after, the announcers were like, no team has ever come back from such <laughs> I know. A, a bad, uh, a, a, a bad, whatever you want to call it, point difference at this point in the game in the Super Bowl. Like, it had never happened before, apparently, and then it did. Yeah, also the first first Super Bowl in history to go into overtime. Yeah, that was cool. That was neat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, barely went into overtime. It was like two minutes of overtime before the Patriots scored. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will say that James White's knee was for sure on the ground before the ball crossed the line. Okay, whatever. That, look at the football pictures. Fan. What are we look talking about? Pictures. You never watch football. Why are you even talking about this? <laughs> because they cost my city the Aww. win. Yeah. And it would have been awesome. You don't even so watch football. So what's the football. mood there in Atlanta? Well, um, I've heard that it's, you know, somber. Um, haven't been to Atlanta since, since the loss. Mm-hmm. So, uh, loss. <laughs> so next time I'm down there, you know, I'll, uh, take video from, um, the, the terrible and falling apart fifth district. Yeah. Um, it's for sure going to be more crime ridden now. So, yeah. Oh, so let's talk about Gaga. So, of course, she was the halftime show. 
Uh, I am going to be devil's advocate here and say I didn't think it was that great. It was great by Lady Gaga standards. She is a excellent performer. Her vocals are phenomenal. That was all great, but it was a standard Gaga show to me. It didn't feel anything special. I wanted her to accidentally flash her pussy, or I wanted her to say <laughs> "fuck Trump" live on air and uh, go uncensored, something like that. But nothing big happened. She didn't even actually so jump jumping, off the roof. Wait. Jumping off the top of the stadium she didn't wasn't... actually do that. It was faked. You could what? clearly was, see seriously. the strings attached to her. No, 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 no. Well... no. <laughs> she started from halfway down. That thing at the beginning was pre-taped. That's another thing that annoys me. Like, she wants to act oh, like she actually jumped off. She didn't. Oh, I didn't well, know who that. who the fuck yeah. cares? Kind of she still did it. Fake out. <laughs> no, she didn't. She came down from halfway up. Ooh, big deal. Okay. Okay, well, would you do that, Andrew? <laughs> Uh, no, but I would flash my pussy. <laughs> I have to say, right. I was surprised that she didn't make a bolder political statement. I'm not sure. I was nervous, to be honest with you. I was I was nervous. This, like, like, leading up to halftime, I start getting heart palpitations. I'm having visions of, like, you know, like Trump and uh, Steve Bannon marching onto the field and t- carrying her away in cuffs or something. It was... <laughs> genuinely genuinely nervous about what the hell she was going to do it turns out she's just saying this land is our land which you know definitely was a political statement particularly given the context everybody's been singing that at the protests lately um in opposition to the immigration bans but other than that it was really straightforward i mean, yeah i i don't well, mind that she didn't go political because i i feel like everybody's getting so heavily political lately and she probably just wanted to be, you know, entertaining, give, you know, her fans or just the public something to enjoy without having to feel worried that tomorrow might not come. Well, I don't know. I think people are kind of being unfair to Gaga about this. I've seen a lot of criticism that she didn't make a more bold political statement, I guess, but it's pretty fucking clear. I think... I don't know. You'd have to be lacking in some some nuanced skills to not be able to read between the lines and mm-hmm. understand what she was saying. You're referring to Born This Way or the the intro with This Land is Your Land. I mean, I mean, there's also a time and a place when to be political. And she has been very vocal about it recently, even s- since the election, too. And... When someone is constantly, when an artist especially, is constantly fighting or being vocal about it, a lot of people tend to tune off after a while. You can only take so much hearing someone scream. But I loved the concert. I absolutely loved it. I don't know what you didn't like about it, Andrew, but I thought, I mean, it's kind of sad that she hasn't had a hit since 2010, but... Like she played all <laughs> the good songs, all the songs I wanted to hear. That's what I noticed. That's what I noticed. I actually said the same thing. I said I think it's pretty telling about her career that everything she's playing are her. Like I was in college, yeah, and half yeah. that stuff came out. But nothing. I was from excited to hear it Wait, though. What? I was like, everything's good. There, there was one thing from Joanne, Million Reasons, which is a very good song. She sang that whole My song issue, too. Yeah, um, because it's the most recent album, so you got to promote it. Um. My my thing was the the show was good, but 
bore, pl- doing born this way was not edgy or sending a political message. Yes, she sang gay, straight, bi, trans during the Super Bowl. Like, that's fine. But the song's been out for five, six years now. She was going to sing it anyway, whether or not Trump was ruining this country right now. Yeah, but I think you can't ignore the significance of the fact that Mike Pence, who is notoriously <laughs> anti-gay, was in the audience. Yes. Did you see my tweet? It kind of it did very well. Did it? Yeah. Uh, I had a little exclusive on Twitter. I, I heard what Mr. and Mrs. Pence were talking about during the game, Mrs. or during the show. Uh, Mrs. Pence asked, what did she just say, sweetie? And Mr. Pence replied, no matter straight, straight or straight, you were born this way, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Those drones were really right. cool, though. Ugh, the drones. Fuck the drones. Those stupid things for the pre-recorded <laughs> fake roof jump. I didn't like it. Let's talk about uh, Valentine's Day. Anyone got some fun plans coming up? Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to Aruba. Oh, that's nice. Oh, Have yeah, fun. Fuck you. Yeah. Are you going with your man friend? I am. I am going <laughs> with my man friend. Oh, really? So your family and your man friend? No, it's just my man friend. Oh, oh. I thought this was a family trip. Wow. Wait, are you guys like no. gonna like make out? I I <laughs> might lose my virginity if I. I mean, <laughs> which one? That Wait, your butt happen. virginity? Yeah, which virginity well, is this? Um. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll you'll lose your Aruba virginity, presumably, right? Oh, I mean, that's yes. exciting. That's gonna, all that's of the hurt. above. All of the above will be lost. I'm excited for it. I've never been to Aruba. Um, and here's the crazy thing: is we're staying in this place, right? That looks like like a Microsoft screensaver. I'm not kidding. I'm going to have to show you guys some pictures or post them in the group or something because it really, I mean, we're staying in a, a private villa that's on the water. The house is oh, built, God. the house is built on a pier and oh. there's a wall. One of the walls is nothing but glass. So you, you just see ocean for as, as far as the eye can see. There is a hot tub on the deck outside on the deck with a ladder attached to it so you can get in and out of the water. And it's right over a famous snorkeling site. So you just d- jump in the water and go snorkeling with all these fish. What, was this your idea or was this his idea? Uh, it was his idea. Uh, Elisa. Yeah. You see what's happening yeah. here. Yeah. He's going to propose to you. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not going to propose to me. <laughs> Trip to Aruba? Villa on the fucking water? You're getting married, girl. You better get ready to <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, say yes or no. You got to make your decision now. I can't All think right. of what? any other place that you should get engaged than Aruba. Yeah, the sunset, mm-hmm. a hot I tub mean, with a ladder that goes to the water. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like a mutual. It was a mutual decision to go there. I mean, it was his idea mm-hmm. to, to go somewhere. Oh, okay, whatever. You know what? Fine. <laughs> fuck it. I'm just. I'm not gonna justify this shit. I'm gonna. I'll put a poll. I shut up, Andrew. <laughs> You're fucking. I just I'm loving making you uncomfortable. I have so one question for you. What? If you had to like put the number somewhere, like what percentage do you think you guys love each other? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, because there's always one who puts a little bit more into it than the other. Um. Uh, I. <laughs> 
Laura. Uh oh. There's background to this question that I'm not going to put on air because I love Laura more than she loves me. Clearly, <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put her in that fucking spot. I tell you what, I'll do, guys. In case you're right and you're not, but in case you're right about a proposal, I'll make a poll on the Millennial Facebook group and we'll and we'll we'll ask the people. Should I say yes or no? And whenever they say, I say. <laughs> oh wow! Make, okay. That's, how I make my life decisions. Yeah. What oh. if one of the options is put it in my butt? <laughs> okay, it's not going to be an option, Laura. And if you try and make it an option, I'm going to put it in your butt. Okay. What? I mean, if you what, want what to. Is, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're just you're just privy right now to like basically what all of mine and Elisa's conversations are like when you guys are not here. <laughs> Let's take care of some some show business, and then uh, we'll get onto some news and play game. And I cannot believe what has just happened. Yeah, let's move on. A little update for our ten dollars patrons. So some of you might remember that um, this most recent uh, piece of Patreon swag is supposed to be a quote poster. Well, there have been a few delays, but they have finally been ordered. So they should be coming to me sometime this week, and I'll start getting them in the mail um, as soon as I get them. So I will provide some shipping details through our social media as soon as I have more info, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit more on next week's show, but they look great. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see them printed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have our faces on them. I love Elisa's. Um, I, yeah, Elisa uh, did... This amazing makeup job mm-hmm. makes her look exactly like Thomas Jefferson. Surprisingly, little was done. <laughs> it's really just me. <laughs> She's wearing contacts. Mm. And then, oh, Matt, we're going to be seeing you a little less. You're, you're going to be a little busy coming up, right? Yeah, uh, especially in March. I'm going to be taking a little break because you guys bore the fuck out of me but um i have yeah so i got uh, some gig coming up in march that is going to be taking a lot of my time so you guys are going to be seeing and hearing me just a little bit less so get excited okay but- well you just insulted us so i'd say we will miss <laughs> you but no thanks little feedback listener feedback here from jules i wanted to mention this we talked last week elisa pam and i about the Boy Scouts, they're accepting transgender youth now, which is fantastic. And I didn't really know much about the Girl Scouts situation, and Jules clarified that. She said, just so you know, the Girl Scouts are fully inclusive and have welcomed transgender girls for ages. I love the Girl Scouts. They also have no religious affiliation. Don't discriminate based on race or sexuality. They don't. Uh, um, they do support Planned Parenthood, etc. So, Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good situation. Girl Scouts are awesome. Yeah. And one other thing here from Kyleen, she says, uh, you should know they have long taken positions embracing LGBT and diversity more broadly. They are far more liberal leaning than the Boy Scouts and have been for decades. And a little side note, it is Girl Scout cookie season. I've seen them out and about. So, oh, some man, good give gr- me some of those Samoas. Mm, I love the Samoas. Samoas are your favorite? Mm, yeah, they're mm-hmm. mine too. My favorites are the Thin Mints and... Uh, the ones with peanut butter. I'm forgetting the name of those, but those are my my faves. 
Oh, Thin mints are good in the freezer. You put them in the freezer. Oh, yes. I thought I do. I thought I was the only one who did that. Oh no, it's delicious. Yeah, it just tastes better frozen. I don't know why. Hmm. Hmm. Peanut butter patties. That's what I'm thinking of. Those are the good ones. Oh, oh my goodness. All right, and uh, one other thing from Elisa. Yeah, so we got um, a confessional uh, a few days ago, about a week ago, actually, and I thought that this was something that everyone should hear. So she writes, Okay, listening to this week's After Dark made me want to share my most recent sexual horror story with you guys. I'm a bit of a prude, admittedly, and I'm very single, so if I get laid a few times a year, it's a good year for me. I usually don't do the whole drunken hookup thing. In fact, I don't think I'd ever done it until last week. I went out with some friends, and after a full day of smoking weed and a few hours of drinking, I found myself at a club with a bunch of girls as well as some guys I didn't know. I don't know what happened next because I was extremely drunk, but I remember leaving the club, being in a taxi with one of the guys, and telling him repeatedly that I was going to suck his dick. I don't remember what led up to this. I don't know if we spoke to each other before I started offering to give him head or what, but soon we were in his room getting hot and heavy. I use those terms loosely because it was not very hot. It was extremely sloppy. I remember taking off my bra and two socks falling out of it. Now hear me out. I have big (laughs) boobs, but gravity makes my cleavage not look as full as I would like, and I was wearing a very low-cut top. And since I expected to keep my bra on all night, I used the sock trick to perk them up a little bit. He then started marveling at my boobs for a very long time and repeating, Whoa, they are the biggest boobs ever. What size are they? As I came face to face with his penis, I looked up at him and asked, What's your name again? Absolutely no filter. (laughs) I think I sucked his dick for all of 30 seconds before getting bored by it and just deciding I wanted to fuck. Now, if I'm not getting laid regularly and I'm not anticipating sex to happen anytime soon, I generally just kind of let my pubes do their own thing. So I took (laughs) off my pants and boom, call my pussy George W. because that was quite a bush, my friends. He didn't say (laughs) anything. (laughs) He didn't say anything, or at least I don't remember him saying anything, but I did the whole drunk sex thing until I got bored of it. No one finished. Weirdest sex ever, he commented. I went to pee and his cat stared at me. Then I remembered that I had been wearing period panties. I needed to do laundry and again, I wasn't expecting this event. He handed me my stained period underwear and took me back to the club to return me to my friends. I think by now he had realized I was too drunk to deal with. We avoided each other the rest of the night. I spent the whole weekend regretting my stupidity and the fact that I allowed myself to get that drunk. It's completely out of character for me, but I guess drunk me wanted some attention. There is a silver lining to this story, though. I've wanted to fuck a dick that had an intact foreskin for a long time, and now I can finally cross that off my bucket list. (laughs) Or at least I think I can. The memory of his dick blurs together with all the dicks that I've seen in my life, but I'm something like 60% sure it was uncircumcised. Anyway, I just wanted to share this crazy ass story with you guys because I'm way too embarrassed to share it with my friends. So there you go. Well, thank you for sharing. A plus for honesty and uh, A plus plus for fantastic writing. <laughs> I'm ready for the I, it book. It was like it was like I was there. Yeah, you should text and ask if he truly is uncut. Get it confirmed so you can so <laughs> you can keep that item crossed off your list with certainty. 
Here's actually a CNN breaking news alert. He was indeed uncut. <laughs> I think it's so my fa- <laughs> there's so many parts about that email. I just love <laughs> just call me George W. Because that was one hell of a bush. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but I, I really liked how she said, I've always wanted to fuck a dick with an intact foreskin. She didn't she could have just said uncircumcised, but we had to get real technical here. So funny. Here's here's the last thing on this though. She sent us another email a couple of hours later saying in all caps important update concerning the confessional from the girl with the bush and period panties. The guy <laughs> has a girlfriend. Kill me now. Oh. <laughs> What an asshole. Well, it's not like you wanted to get back with him anyway, right? I didn't really get that vibe from the story. Well, no, but it still sucks. Like, I mean, we've all been there where we've had sex with somebody and then found out that they were a cheating asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have sex with somebody who's in a relationship. Yeah. No, I agree. Ugh. So maybe if she doesn't remember if he was uncut, she should just ask his girlfriend. oh yikes ouch that would be something yeah that Mm -hmm. doesn't sound too fun although also what cracks me up about that story is that they went back to the club like and the friends were still there that was a long night i mean i wonder how long this whole session lasted i don't know yeah It, it probably didn't last very long that's yeah that's the number one giveaway that this wouldn't happen to me is I'm just too old for that shit. It's it's not <laughs> nothing. Everything else sounds completely in character. It's really just I'm too old for that shit. We should talk about the club life sometime soon. Mm-hmm. I don't I, think I, we'd be the best people to discuss that. So glad it's behind me. I it seems like uh, we're getting to the age where a lot of people our age do not are, are not afraid to say not really about that club scene and i'm like oh thank god i used to feel like it was taboo to admit Mm-hmm. i agree but by the time i was like 24 i was like i don't give a shit anymore i hate this i do like it on occasion it's just that some people do it week after week or two three Ugh. nights in a row and i don't have the energy for that i always <laughs> found it weird when people go by themselves well they want to get club. laid I, I know but it just seems so weird like, mm. you just need to go with somebody else. It does. It is strange to see somebody by themselves at the club. Like, I, that feels like I, I'm a very dark person. Like, I would immediately assume that person is getting ready to uh, shoot up the club. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so if you want to submit a right. confessional like that, by the way, just go to millennialshow.com and there's a link right at the top, confessional, and you can get confessing. <laughs> we haven't done those in a while, so it's good to get one. Uh, yeah, we'd love a lot to of fun. Share your fun sex stories. We fun share ours. Tragic. It's only yeah. fair. <laughs> well, Elisa shares hers. She's really kind of the goldmine for fun sex stories on the show. I uh, hope I what? have some really good ones for you when I get back from Aruba. Uh, I'm expecting some beauties. <laughs> yeah, Although- you know, I hear if you're... If you try anal in a hot tub, that'll make it easier because the warm water will expand your bowels. I, yeah. No, you also might have a hard attack. Yeah, no, now. it's it's too risky. Don't do it. Actually, Andrew, after you told me that you know lube isn't necessary and you don't use lube, I'm not sure I trust your anal sex tips anymore. Uh, excuse me. I have one tip for you, and it's all you need. You gotta want it. 
<laughs> that one's it. going somewhere very different. Make sure you oh. say it out loud while it's happening. I'm just going to narrate it and record the audio and upload that. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear you going, I want it. I yeah, want I it. it. Andrew yeah. said I had to I want, want it. it. I want it. I want it. And he goes like immediately it. soft. I want it. Oh, I want it. Who is Andrew? <laughs> you guys met. <laughs> well, which Andrew? Which Andrew is it? <laughs> Does uh, he want it? Does he want anal? Have we ever asked that? Yeah, we uh, have. <laughs> is, is he a guy? Of course he does. <laughs> no, but he's like, he's terrified of, of that area because Elisa fucks with him about it. No, no, no. She, she's saying that he wants to do it. No, no, no. Oh. He, wants to, he wants to be top. He He does not want bottom. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. No, he definitely oh. wants to top. <laughs> for sure okay. in fact i think that's i think i think that this whole aruba thing is really just him buttering me up for that i'm pretty sure <laughs> that's what this is about oh uh, you're gonna come back engaged and lo- having lost your anal virginity it's gonna be great great stories yep. coming out of that trip all right well i i guarantee we're only podcast going from anal to talking about the muslim ban back to back so <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, we like to keep it. Uh, we like to mix things up here at Millennial. Yep, we don't yeah. like you know, lube. Why not? No lube. <laughs> We're on straight dry. <laughs> so over the weekend, um, Judge James Robart of Washington State temporarily blocked the Trump administration's travel ban on people from seven majority Muslim countries. This was a huge victory for everybody who s- has stood against the Muslim ban. Um, I'm sure you guys were watching this all happen, but it was crazy because the ban was temporarily lifted and like the Department of Homeland Security immediately began allowing entry to visa holders from all seven countries. They began reissuing people's visas that had been revoked. It was kind of crazy. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. It was hard to follow too. I got to admit, yeah. I, I actually just had to tap out because it kept going back and forth and like... <laughs> There was one judge who said no and another judge who was like kind of agreeing with it. And then I I, just, I kind of realized that I have absolutely no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah, well, I mean, the TLDR of it is that this is a textbook example of our system of checks and balances working. Yeah. <laughs> um. This, you know, despite what Donald Trump says, the court is allowed to stop him from doing things that are unconstitutional. Yeah. Um, of course, there were a lot of people arguing about whether or not this is constitutional. We're going to get to that in a minute. Um, but of course, the Justice Department immediately requested a stay of the ban of the ban. <laughs> and our federal appeals court literally turned around and was like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as of right now, when we're recording uh, Monday night, uh, the ban is still temporarily lifted. Yeah. Um, um, but they are trying to take it to another. They are trying to take it to another appeal, aren't they, Elisa? Oh yeah, this is going to go straight to the Supreme Court, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So they have to go through another. There's two more appeals that would have to be done. It's likely that they will be done, and then eventually, at that point, it would go to the Supreme Court, and then they're going to have to make a ruling as to the constitutionality of this. But yes, I would expect no matter how the appeals turn out. No matter how they go, whether in Trump's favor or whether in favor of of stopping the ban, 
I mean, both sides are going to fight this until until the bitter end. Mm-hmm. It well, is- I would just like to point out, I don't know. I mean, if this goes all the way to the Supreme Court, I don't know that oh, if Trump is just well, he is stupid. Um, but I, I like I just have a hard time imagining that there's not one single person on his cabinet who doesn't understand that not only is there legal precedent for calling this unconstitutional, there are Supreme Court cases <laughs> that set a precedent for making this unconstitutional. Um, even as far back as like 1896, there was a case that determined that aliens are protected under the Fifth and Sixth Amendments regardless of their legal status. And there have been a couple of cases since then that prove that due process applies to them and equal protections apply to them. And in this case, so many of the people who were affected weren't even illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. They were visa and green card holders. Yeah. Yeah. It's going, the I, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is going to hear the challenge tomorrow and then it'll just keep going up from there. Mm-hmm. Um, also worth pointing out, though, is that today, Monday, Trump named 9 11, Boston, Orlando, and San Bernardino, the attacks there, to justify the travel ban. But the thing is, and thanks to <laughs> Brad Jaffe on Twitter for pointing this out, none of those attackers were from countries in the ban. Nope. They were here. And, and so I just don't understand why people with a brain can't figure this out. Yeah. Well, I have a also, question. Why, mm-hmm. How long will it take for this to go to the Supreme Court? Because we still have an empty seat. And we have the whole song and dance for Neil Gorsuch or Gorsuch. Yeah, how you pronounce it? I think it's Gorsuch, isn't it? You Neil sucks. Um, (laughs) But by the time to answer your question, by the time this would get to the Supreme Court, he or whoever ends up being um, um, uh, Scalia's replacement will be on the court, almost definitely, because. This is, I mean, we're talking at least a year away. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because... Oh, my the, God. This could be like... It's going to take a minute. Oh, man. It'll take a... Yeah, it will take a minute because they, they, they've they already... The Supreme Court's already chosen the cases that they're going to hear for the foreseeable... For this year. And so you'd have to wait for a whole other cycle for it to come up. But I view it as very encouraging that the ban was in place for what? How many days? Before it ended up getting struck down or at least temporarily blocked. So my hope is that the judicial branch is going to fucking save us, please. Because Elisa made a really great point earlier. um, Well, and Matt as well, that nobody from or Andrew, I think it was you actually. Sorry, I'm like losing my mind. Um, (laughs) But nobody from any of these seven majority countries has participated in any terrorist activities that have resulted in American, in, in U.S. deaths on American soil. It just hasn't happened. But, you know, Saudi Arabia, they aren't on the list. And I'm sorry, but 14 of the 19 9-11 hijackers were Saudis. So I don't think that Saudis should be banned from the U.S. But if you're going to base your ban on people who have killed U.S. citizens? Why isn't Saudi Arabia on the list? Right. Doesn't he have ties there? Well, also, there's oil. <laughs> so. 
there's that. Love oil. All right. What else is going on, Matt? Well, <laughs> a little gay news, guys. Surprise. A recent survey done by the organization Gallup shows that the American public estimates on average that 23% of Americans are gay or lesbian, which is not true. It's, But in actuality, it's about 4.1%, which I thought was kind of low, in my opinion, as well. But um, this is actually based off of what people identify, not what they actually are. So, hmm. um, yeah, I would have guessed like 10% of people are gay. Yeah, but that's been like a, a percentage that everyone accepted for decades. Like we don't really have the information to back that percentage up. But well, I'm um, also seeing here that as of 2012... When they did a study, it was 3.5%. Now it's up to 4.1%. Yeah, it is going up. And um, the generation that is actually increasing that exponentially are millennials. Um, millennials uh, who are defined, at least in the study, from the year 1980 and the 1998, the year they were born, drive virtually all of the increases observed in overall LGBT self-identification. So... The portion of that generation of ours that identifies LGBT increased from 5.8% in 2012 to 7.3% in 2016. Um, and the other generations, such as Generation X, uh, declined 2.7%, and Baby Boomers declined 2.4%. Also, it kind of bums me out that there's only 10 million gay people in America. Like, that's not enough people. Who I, I need more fish in the sea. I mean, there's uh, there's more. There's just a lot of them don't know it yet, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say too. I think I think part of this perception, and this is my personal belief. I really don't truly think that there are that many people who are like a hundred percent one way or the other. I really think that sexuality exists on a spectrum, and it makes me wonder if somebody who maybe doesn't feel that way, but has found themselves on maybe one occasion finding a member of their same sex attractive or finding themselves attractive to that person mm -hmm. and thinking like, well, I had this one time that I felt this way and it makes me wonder how many other people have had this. It feels like it could be something really common <laughs> and therefore it could be causing them to overestimate how many people identify as gay. I think, yeah, I think that's a good point, especially uh, it's, it especially makes sense why our generation has such a higher percentage than previous generations is that we don't really identify sexuality as black and white. Depending on what happens with, um, Betsy DeVos and her confirmation, uh, the next generation might not be educated enough to discern between all the different kinds of sexual orientations. So number could start going down Matt. I'm sorry to report. Um, but things are looking kind of good right now. Um, so as of right now, last I heard, the DeVos confirmation hearing is expected to happen on Tuesday. Supposed to happen on Monday. Didn't happen. Um, they scheduled her last hearing at like 630 in the morning, which was weird, but not unexpected. But I think that this whole thing with Betsy DeVos is a really good um, sign that if you remain engaged and you call your senators and fucking scream at them, it can actually get you somewhere. Because 
people have actually managed to get two Republican senators to turn and say that they will not support DeVos. So at this point, we only need one more Republican to grow a pair of balls to block her confirmation. This is going to be super important, of course, because she's nominated to be Secretary of Education. And you guys might remember, we talked about this on an episode of After Dark a couple of weeks ago. She has absolutely no credentials to do this. She herself did not go to public schools. Her children did not go to public schools. Neither she nor anyone in her family had to take out student loans in order to pursue their higher education. She's not able to explain very basic pedagogical theory when asked about it, um, such as the difference between growth and proficiency. So this lady is fucking terrifying and she should not be in charge of public schools. So I definitely urge you Call your senators. If your senators have already said, yo, not voting for her, please praise them. Let them know that you're happy that they're doing what they're doing, because that'll encourage them to do more things in the future that you might like. And if they aren't sure if they're going to vote for her, or even if they've already said that they're going to, fucking let them have it. Make sure that they know that they're not going to have your vote if they support her. Beautiful. Thank and you, that's Laura, all I have to said. say about this bitch. No, Fucking <laughs> Madam Grizzly over here. We gotta stop giving Kate McKinnon so many roles to play on SNL. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, she's so good in them, though. I know. Oh, man. Uh, Speaking I of that, Kate did you guys McKinnon. watch the Melissa McCarthy bit? Oh, when she uh, did Spicer. Sean Spicer. Holy fucking shit. Probably one of the best skits that they've had all year and I'm, yeah. or i mean all cycle and they've had some pretty good ones but yeah. she was just over the top fucking funny oh, i man. loved it yeah it was fantastic <sighs> um coming up in after dark today we just didn't have time for this news item but we are going to pay tribute to those we lost in the bowling green massacre that is coming up today in after dark <sighs> I don't know. It's just going to be really rough to talk about, Drew. I'm getting tired of having to do this all the time, you know? I know. Well, Say yes it's just like I had, I had friends of Facebook friends who died, and mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm going to need to take like a Xanax or something That's before okay. we start. Well, they're, they're filming a documentary called Bowling for Green. <laughs> it's supposed to come out soon, so. Kind like of Michael Moore. We did, say, we did say never forget, and I think that it's our duty to make sure we don't actually forget. <laughs> now that was good acting. Let's move on to AP Choice. We have a few great topics here. First of all, this one came in just under the wire. Brianna asks, Laura, if you can put yourself together to answer this question. I know bowling's still on your mind. Okay. Mm, centering myself. How's Laura's IUD going? I have an appointment at Planned Parenthood on February 11th to get one, and I'm mildly terrified. It's going great. I'm not pregnant, so <laughs> that's awesome. I will say the first time you, like, you know, use it, use it, it's kind of scary because you're like, oh, shit, like, I'm letting that get up in there. But then, you know, you f- then you're like, you panic and go to CVS and buy a pregnancy test and you're not pregnant. You're like, OK, cool, I'm fine. Um, it's been awesome. Honestly, like it's, uh, I haven't gotten a period and I should be getting one by now. So most IUDs actually stop your period entirely. 
So that's like one less hassle that I have to deal with in addition to not having to worry about getting pregnant every time I have sex. So yeah, pretty happy with it. Good for you. Yeah. That's Laura Thompson. Laura. Oh, that's Laura <laughs> for IUDs. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's one from Allison. stock in Marina. What? That's the name of the IUD. I was saying I should buy stock in it. Oh. Oh, okay. I thought you were naming it. I was like, is that a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. What you do should you name your IUD? Your IUD? <laughs> I named mine Patricia. <laughs> oh, God. That's so fitting. Name it Brianna after our listener. Here's yeah, a AP choice Pedro. submission from Allison. She says, what is your proudest moment to date? This is a big question. Oh, no. Whoa. I already know the answer to this. <laughs> Getting your IUD. No. I mean, that's the second. Um, the first was tricking Andrew Sims into being my friend. Okay. <laughs> it has it has guaranteed me a semi career as a podcaster. <laughs> that's and right, I will bitch. forever be thankful it. to you. Yeah. No no kidding. This is like the most lucrative friendship I think I've ever had in my life. Oh my god. Now I see now I see why you guys like me. It's built on money. No, that's Well, what not can true. I say? I think you two are absolutely right. I've given you both a lot and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say, and I'll be taking everything from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm burning these checks right now and depositing them into my own bank account. <laughs> well, I'm proud that I just lasted this long, so. <laughs> I think this lasted is my this proudest long, moment. Like, in life? Yeah. Sexually? So. In every way. <laughs> oh, definitely sexually. Yeah, that's an achievement. Mm-hmm. Achieving it right now. <laughs> All right. Well, a big mixed bag of answers there. I I want to say actually, on the note of what Elisa and Laura were talking about, while while it is a lot of work and very stressful, and um, I'm always worrying about it. Uh, hypeable and the podcasts. I'm proud of. Sometimes I do remember, like, oh wow, okay, well, it is cool that I've been doing this for so long and I'm still not living on the streets yet. So. I, Still putting it together. You should be proud, Andrew, because every single time you're not on the show, and I think that <laughs> I can host the show, and I attempt to host the show, I think, I'm really fucking bad at this. I really... Like, That's it, not true. No, no, no. It, it, I'm not... It is It is from being a main host perspective. Like It actually takes a lot more talent than I think people realize until you're in that position. I can mm-hmm. never pull it off. I know. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. herding cats. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Wait, it's like I, what? Hurting cats? You've never heard that expression? Um, H E R D or H U R T E R. Hurting. Okay. Hurting. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, why are you hurting cats? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Psycho. That's what I thought too. <laughs> You're like, let's save this for after dark, Laura. That's fucked up. Yeah, I, I want to revisit this. <laughs> and one more. AP choice here from Anne. She says, how do you all combat the Sunday blues? I always get mega anxiety on Sunday nights, just stressing about the week and all the things I didn't get done on the weekend. Do any of you experience this? And what do you do just to relax and enjoy the rest of the weekend? Yes. Oh, my God. This is speaking to my soul. I just had a conversation um, with my brother the other day about how much I dread Sundays. It's gotten to the point where... I don't even like Sundays because 
Even though it's, even though it's a weekend, I hate them maybe more than weekdays because the anxiety and the stress of what is to come is almost worse than just living it and dealing with it. Um, I'm very. Oh, no, go ahead, Laura. Oh, I was going to say I'm very fortunate. Um, I'm in a position where I'm able to work from home on Mondays. <laughs> So it's kind of nice because I still feel like Sunday is like a real weekend day because I'm like, I work tomorrow, but I do it in my pajamas. Mm. You know what I mean? So like Tuesday is kind of like my Monday, but it's not quite as bad because I'm like, oh, only four days left in the week. Yeah, that is nice. I I think um, I wonder what she means by the stuff that she meant to take care of over the weekend. I guess for one, try to make care of the, take care of those things over the weekend more. <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, I don't, maybe give yourself something to look forward to on Mondays. There is no yo Mondays. There's no taco Mondays. Sweet death. Yeah. There's I, nothing I to look forward to about Mondays. No, well, the, but, but reward yourself. Give yourself, maybe say every Monday, I'm going to have a couple glasses of wine at the end of the day to unwind. And then you can look forward to that. But what and if you, you can be like, you know what, we'll do that every Tuesday through Friday, too, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what if you do that every day of the week? It's not really that special anymore. <laughs> yeah. Then make it four glasses on Mondays. Well, how about um, maybe we can get our shit together and start putting these shows out Monday mornings, and then and we'll maybe have something to look forward to. Or we'll just hate Sunday even more. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll wait, yeah. Well, we want to help our listeners, though, so we can suffer and they can. I don't even have that. That was a that was a nice play, Andrew. That was Mm -hmm. well played. (laughs) I don't even have a way. How do you get over the Sunday blues? I don't know that you do. I don't know that. Be appreciative that it's not Monday. I I can tell you what I do, and that is to procrastinate on everything even more, and then wake up Monday with a sense of dread and mortality. Um. But that's just me. Well, what about coming up with a Sunday tradition? Like doing something that you that you are just going to have on the calendar every Sunday that's something you really like so that you look forward to the day and you're not thinking so much about the things that stress you out. Like when I was growing up, um, Sunday, my family and I, because we weren't religious or anything like that, but we had this tradition where every Sunday we would go see a movie and then like go out to lunch or dinner. And it wasn't anything major or like you know super like ornate or anything like that but it was something that we always did and we always looked forward to so sunday fun day yeah or just get drunk just go to church oh no that makes it worse oh that's not a bad idea if i gotta be a little religious for starters but find (laughs) jesus every sunday i think that's beautiful or easy to whoever you believe in if i have to find him is he hiding (laughs) <laughs> yes behind a rock <laughs> can't wait for easter uh, i was gonna say i thought he got out of there no no spoiler alert <laughs> they and the hate mail is coming <laughs> thank you to our ap level supporters our ten dollar supporters you can pledge and receive benefits if you don't do ten dollars a month that's okay you can do benefits uh, you can receive benefits like After Dark every week. And uh, speaking of After Dark, for our $2 patrons, last week's installment is available 
for the $2 level. So check that out if you haven't. Uh, all right, Matt, you got a game for us? Yeah, so I have this little game that I wanted to play with you guys. Um, I saw this on a TV show that I wanted to kind of extend and play. It's, um, it's from this TV show called Billy on the Street by Billy Eichner. Uh, I don't know if any of you watch this, but he's really funny and he's also gay. So I want to help him out by paying it forward. So, <laughs> um, so the idea of this game is, um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what the topic is and you're going to have to, uh, decide one or the other. Now okay. I'll get into a little bit more detail, but I, the only thing is, is I can really only play this game with two people. I only have enough options for Lauren and Elisa. Okay. So Laura <laughs> and Elisa are going to play. And then Andrew, uh, you will set the timer for me. Okay. Can you do oh, that? Oh, I can do that. Sure. Okay. So it's going to be 30 seconds. And the name of this game is Adam Sandler movie or gay bar. And all you really <laughs> have to do is I'm going to say a title and you have to tell me if it's an Adam Sandler movie or a gay bar. Okay. Okay. Laura going first? Uh, yes. 30 seconds. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Big Daddy. Adam Sandler movie. Motherload. Gay bar. <laughs> Therapy. Adam Sandler movie. No. Score. Gay bar. Yes. Click. Uh, Adam Sandler movie. Good. Pixel. Adam Sandler movie. Waterboy. Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> That's my boy. Gay bar. No. <laughs> Rush. Time's up. Time's oh, up. Okay. Man. Okay. That's pretty funny. That's my boy, gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> I would not go to that gay bar. Uh, you know what? I actually might have enough for you too, Andrew. So, Well, you're naming was, West Hollywood really gay bars, and I think I know them. So, No, but they're not. Uh, no, only the first part of it was. All right. There's some in London and New York and Chicago and Texas. All right. Elisa, you're up. All right. Let's do it. And one, two, three. <laughs> Rush. Uh, gay bar. Yes. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be a gay bar. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uncle Charlie. Uh, Adam Sandler. Nope. No. Little Nicky. Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Mr. Deeds. Adam Sandler. Boxers. Uh-huh. A gay bar? Yep. Blended. Oh. Time. Gay bar. <laughs> gay bar, gay bar, gay bar. Nope. It's Adam oh. Sandler movie. <laughs> <laughs> Blended. I'm going to blend our semen together at this gay bar. All right. Andrew, let's do you. Okay. All right. I'll time myself. Go ahead. Okay. And away we <laughs> just start. <laughs> Go. Bedtime stories. Uh, Adam Stanley. Splash. <laughs> Gay bar. Just go with it. Movie. Cobbler. Ooh. Movie. Mm hmm. Sissy McGinty's. <laughs> <Gay bar. laughs> the Longest Yard. <laughs> it, movie. I wish it was Gay Bar. The Animal. Gay Bar. Nope. Uh, The Boiler Room. Gay Bar. Mm hmm. 
The peeper. I'm, that's it. That's it. The uh, peeper? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I'll say gay bar. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. What was it? It's it, it's an Adam Sandler movie. Oh shit! All right, all right. Okay. So do a little more. Okay, I think Andrew has one. Yeah, got... I'm a guy. <laughs> what? He got seven. Laura got six, and Elisa got five. Woo! Second Woo. best. Yeah. yeah. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. that is Adam Sandler movie or Gay Bar. Ah, that was fun. That was that, that was, was fun. Harder than I was expecting. Tbh, tbh, tbh. All right. Well, that's this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to visit our website. Submit a confessional. Share your horrific gay stories or, or not gay stories, sex stories. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points if they're horrific gay sex stories. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have some of those. I think in the future. Um. So <laughs> uh, also on our website. You planning on that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I need to come up with some show material here. Uh, so on our website, you can also download the latest episodes and learn how to follow us and support us on Patreon. I actually have a recommendation. This uh, this shocked me. I can't believe this is happening. CNN, they like to do these town halls. Uh, now that the the election is over, they're moving on to things unrelated to the presidency. Uh, well, this one, d- okay, I don't know what I'm saying. Let me just redo that. I'm surprised CNN is doing this because I'm surprised they got these two to agree. They are doing a town hall debate between Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz on the Affordable Care Act. That is Tuesday on CNN. I'm going to tune in because those two characters are uh, very interesting. So it'll be fun to watch I them duke it out. I'm not at all surprised they agreed to this. They are too political attention whores who are trying to stay relevant for 2020. And the irony of this, of course, is that they're having two people who wanted to effectively dismantle the ACA debate its future. Well, That's now Bernie's cute. for it, right? Ish? Bernie, or at least improving it? Well, back during the primaries, he was all about like, no, we're just going to go single pair. <laughs> just like, fuck it. Hmm. Interesting. So... Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Bernie these he's still days. Su- he, still. Su- he supports it more than he than he supports repeal, at least. Yeah. So I, he'll, he'll definitely be the person defending it in that case. I, I'm surprised. I, I, have to, I have to agree with you, Andrew. I'm surprised that it's happening. I don't know. Where the hell did this come from? I mean, I know exactly. that I know that Republicans are trying to 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 repeal the Affordable Care Act right now, but. Or they're, they're certainly talking about it. I think that they're a little gun shy, but I, I still don't understand how the fuck did they get these two to like agree to this? I mean, yeah, this just seems so. It, it's re- the topic. Well, the topic is relevant, but I'm surprised that they got them to agree to debate in this fashion. I don't remember seeing <laughs> yeah. a debate of this nature outside of a presidential election. Yeah, it's because they're attentional. <laughs> but but also the personalities are so so different. Like Bernie is a very energetic and passionate person, especially when he talks in front of an audience. Affordable health care for all single payer thirty twenty seven dollar health care. 
Uh, I'm just going to be rolling my eyes really hard throughout this whole thing. Coming up on After Dark today, we are going to be discussing the tragedy that occurred in Bowling Green. Let's take a little listen to what's ahead. All right, so that'll be available on patreon.com slash millennial. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. And to play us out today, we have a little song for all of you xenophobes out there. Piss some of you off during the Super Bowl. This is America the Beautiful, sang in several different languages. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah.